0: Got a special guest this morning who's been around the Mankato area for many, many, many years. He's written a number of history books, including one about the 100th anniversary of the Mankato Municipal Band. And if you didn't know Mankato had a municipal band, well, he's going to tell us all about it. His name is Bryce O. Stenzel. Good morning, Bryce.
1: Good morning. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, it's great to have you on. We were just chatting before about the municipal band and how many communities have it. And you said it's kind of a dying
1: art. It's a dying institution, unfortunately. uh, But Mankato is fortunate enough that we actually still have a community band, uh, and it's been around exactly 100 years. That's what we're celebrating uh, in 2022. In fact, tomorrow night we're having a uh, huge celebration at Lincoln Park. Uh, It's our annual patriotic concert. We do a concert uh, in Lincoln Park every uh, summer, about this time, to celebrate of our nation's independence, of course, but this year it takes on an even special meaning because we are also celebrating the centennial of the Mankato Area Community Band, but you're not. Incorrect. It used to be called the Mankato Area Municipal Band, and before that it was called the Mankato Elks Band. Oh. It's all the same institution. It's just changed uh, names. Well, you know, did a hundred 100 years isn't... <laughs> that's a long time. That's yeah. a long time. Too, too long for a band to keep the same name. Well, so, did it
0: originate with the Elks organization why they called it the, yes. the Elks Band?
1: Yes. There were a group of musicians uh, that were very talented, uh, and they formed kind of a musical group. I, I think it was... The impression I get from doing the research, it was kind of a spontaneous, impromptu type thing. It's like they they all like to sit around and, and jam, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, but one thing led to another. And in 1922, and this is what codifies it into um, why we're celebrating it in 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they actually went, this group went to Atlantic City, New Jersey, to attend an Elks convention. Okay which included a marching band contingent, or there was a a marching band competition, I should say. And this contingent of Mankatoans decided, well, we can do that. You know, we're good musicians. Uh, The only problem they had was they didn't have uniforms uh, because they were just, you know, forming this this group. And so what they did is they went down the boardwalk there in Atlantic City. Those of you that have have been out there are familiar with the famous boardwalk. Uh, At any rate apparently there were enough stores that that had these but they purchased all the uh swimming suits they could find uh swimming and these were these were the these were the, ni- these were the 1920s style oh. bathing or swimming suits yeah. and so these guys were all decked out in you know beachwear oh, okay. so to speak <laughs> you know talk about the beach boys before there were the beach boys right at any rate uh, they marched down the street wearing these 1920s uh, bathing suits, so <laughs> it was quite comical. <laughs> I actually did have, they mean
0: it to be funny, or did they do it just because no, that's what they could afford?
1: that's what they could afford, and that's what was available. Oh, my gosh. Um, but they actually uh, did quite well in the competition. Um, but the important part is that's what, what codified them as a group. And I do have that photograph, uh, which will appear in the new book uh, that's coming out called and the band played on.
0: Yeah, let's mention that Bryce is also has also written a book about the 100 year history of the band and you said it's in the band played on. Yes. And is it just out? You just published it or what's the status?
1: Actually, I'm taking pre-orders tomorrow night at oh, the concert. Okay. That'll be the first time uh, I will have the book covers Available so people can see what it's going to look like. Uh, because of uh, COVID, there's actually a paper shortage. Sure. Okay. Believe it or not, among other things, so the book isn't actually out yet in print, but it's about to be put out. I, I've actually had, you know, it's being laid out as we speak uh, with the photographs, the text, and so on. So it's not quite ready for uh, for publication, but it's going to come out later this year. I was hoping to have it ready for June 28th. Mm-hmm but I'm going to have the cover available so people so can pre-order. see it. To, to pre-order, yeah. We're taking pre-orders tomorrow night. But it is a stunning cover. Uh, Carrie Tobin uh, actually worked on it. She was uh, the lady that uh, I was able to find and, and hire to uh, to actually uh, design the cover, and she did a, a remarkable job. I think people will be impressed. But one thing that the book does feature, in fact it's on the front cover, uh, is a 1922 t- photo of these Gentlemen, in their uh, bathing suits. In their bathing suits. <laughs> so you'll get to you'll get to see that. I gotta ask. And you. yes, it's a family show. It's it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. They're they're <laughs> almost fully clothed because that's the style of the 1920s. Bryce,
0: are you happy that you no longer have to wear a bathing suit as the yeah. uniform?
1: Yes, that's one thing we're not replicating tomorrow night. We are playing, however, the song that they were playing on the street which is called the Wang Wang Blues.
0: Uh oh really. So oh. you're
1: going to get to you're going to get to hear that. Um, Bryce,
0: I want to I had to chuckle when you came on before we came on the show I asked how long you'd been in the the group and you said 41 years. I said, "Oh, you must be one of the longest members in the group. That's a long time." And you said, "Nope." Tell us who is and how no, long.
1: No, actually um and I think he's probably the longest. If there's if there's anyone else, uh, then I apologize. But I think uh, Mr. Don Seberg, who plays clarinet in the band, I believe he's the longest uh, serving band member. Seventy cr- currently. plus years. Yes. Wow. and yeah.
0: so, That's that is that is amazing for someone to be dedicated to an organization that that long. Talk about the composition of the group, how many there are, how who directs it, and how that all evolved.
1: Uh, we have 75 people in the band this year, which is a very nice uh, contingent for our centennial edition. Uh, and Amy and Roy- foley Dr. Amy and foley uh, director of bands here at uh, Minnesota State University, uh, is our director, and she actually represents a long-term or a long-lived um, partnership or collaboration Mm -hmm. between uh, the community band and uh, MSU, um, because we do our practicing here at, uh, in fact, we'll be doing that later tonight, practicing for tomorrow night's concert, but we practice here at MSU in the Performing Arts Center, and then we play a concert. Um, They usually start the beginning of June. We had to cancel the June 14th concert because of uh, the heat. Oh, sure. But uh, we had one last week. We're having one tomorrow night, and it will not rain because I'm putting you in charge. <laughs> um, and then we have uh, one in Faribault on Thursday. We also have oh. a day on outreach. Um, and then you know, we have a couple more coming up in July. So there's still opportunities Hopefully everyone can attend tomorrow night, but if not, there's still several opportunities to see the band uh, yet this season.
0: Okay, so what is the band comprised of? You know, I used to be in band. You had the mid section, the brass section, the percussion section. Is it your typical makeup of a band, or is it like
1: no, maybe it's it's your typical it's okay. your typical concert band? It's just that we move it outdoors, which presents its own challenges, both with the weather, and staying in tune, uh, staying in tune. Absolutely, intonation is is a big uh, big part of it. Um, of course, we have to deal with the weather. Uh, we also have to deal with uh, the wind uh, blowing our music oh, around. <laughs> yeah, oh,
0: I've been there, done that, yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: it seems it, it seems simple enough, but when you have these, these music stands that are very top-heavy, a good wind can push them over, not to mention blowing the music around. And when you have one of these three-page... Right, it's hard uh, to... Yeah. accordion like pieces of music and then you got to flip it over yeah sometimes it's it's quite a challenge
0: Clothespins pins can only do so much so much and we use those I know for when we keep our music on the stand
1: but no it's it's a great opportunity uh, tomorrow night to come out and see the band we're actually working in partnership with the friends of the bullion blue uh, oh. Civil War veterans memorial uh, group
0: because that is in Lincoln Park, yes. and so the concert will be in Lincoln Park. But will that be near the Boy and Blue statue? Then yes, uh, oh. v-
1: very near because it's a very small park. So by the time we get uh, our uh, band set up and the people that want to attend, that that park's going to be bulging at the seams. Um, I would I would come early. Uh, bring your lawn chair. Bring uh, a picnic blanket. Uh, some bug spray. Um, I mean, the the city does a very good job of of taking care of the grounds and so on, but there's still little critters, so you probably want to uh, bring some bug spray. But uh, no, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be crowded tomorrow night. But the reason we do it, most of our concerts we do in Sibley Park at the Lee Schwickert uh, Band Pavilion, yes. which by the way, was named in honor of Lee Schwickert, who was a longtime member of oh. the Elks Band, the Municipal Band, and the Community Band. Um oh, okay. Unfortunately, he's passed away but uh, that uh, pavilion is named after him. But the reason we do it in Lincoln Park one uh, time a year is because we want to use the Boy in Blue statue as a patriotic backdrop.
0: And I want to have you talk about that. You're the guy who got this kind of going of bringing the Boy in Blue, raising money, and making that happen. Why is that important? What is that all about?
1: Well, the reason it's important is because it, it... honors our heritage It honors uh, the veterans that served Uh, without the Civil War veterans who answered their nation's call uh, when the when the nation was a house divided which of course it is again uh, but not in the same sense as it was then I mean the nation had literally split um over states rights over slavery you know there were a number of issues involved um so even though we are a nation divided today it's not nearly uh, as extreme as that was but if those veterans, if those men had not uh, stepped up, there would have been nothing left for us to, uh, to ponder and fight for today. You know, we talk about all our veterans, and, and they certainly all need to be recognized. But without the Civil War veterans, uh, none of the others, there wouldn't have been America to, uh, to fight for. So it's, it's very important. And when you consider that 682 men from Blue Earth County alone answered their nation's call, uh it's worthy of a memorial. Uh, and that and that memorial was in Lincoln Park for many years, but it uh, was lost through to or due to vandalism, storms, you know, mm-hmm. other things. And so for the Civil War Cisco Centennial uh back in twenty ten, twenty eleven when that started, a group of us, myself but others too, uh, saw the need to uh to uh put it back, to recreate it and we were fortunate enough Thanks to uh, generous donations you know, from community members, uh, grants, and so on, we were able to raise the $200,000 necessary to rebuild it.
0: So what kind of music? You mentioned one of the first songs they ever played on the marching band was the Wang Wang Blues. What other things are we going to maybe hear in the concert?
1: Yeah, the Wang Wang Blues were playing that to commemorate the Centennial uh, mm-hmm. because that was the song that the Elks band members were playing on the street uh, the <coughs> night or the the day of this parade in atlantic city which is as i said what codified the group uh and i do have a photograph of that which will be in this new book uh that's coming out uh so people will actually get to see them in their uh, <coughs> bathing attire <laughs> um but at any rate uh, we have that song but we're also playing the more traditional favorites america the beautiful patriotic sing along where people can actually mm-hmm. And there's a number of tunes embedded in that. There's uh, Battle Hymn of the Republic, Grand Old Flag, there's a number. We also do our, uh, we we honor our uh, service uh, people, people that were in military service, both in uh, the community or in the audience but also in the band as well because we have people stand when their service song, you know, the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines, the Coast Guard song is played. We have them stand up and, and be recognized uh, and I also like to announce it that anyone who has a uh, person who served in the military that's no longer with us, oh, you sure. should stand up and honor them too. Uh, for example, my father was a World War II veteran, and so I uh, I get a lot of my patriotism uh, from that. From that.
0: So Bryce, I was I wanted to know, and we also
1: have we also have band members staying at the oh, end. Oh
0: sure. In researching this book about the 100 years of the band. Was there any interesting things? uh, Bathing Suits is interesting, but are there other things that came up that you were kind of went, wow, this is really, I didn't know that, you know, that make people say, oh, interesting. What
1: struck me as I was writing this, you know, and of course I'm a historian, so this, this is something that I thought about a lot as I was writing this. All the changes that have taken place, you know, in that span of 100 years from 1922 to 2022, and the fact that we have as you said, you know members like Mr. Seberg who have who have been loyal and dedicated to this band for, in his case, 70 years. But I mean, that's that's a long time. Think about all the changes that have happened in our society. Uh, musical changes have happened, but certainly there's been a lot of social upheavals. Uh, there was a World War, uh, World War II, and actually some of those uh, gentlemen came back, and they were either. In the band before they went to military service and came back and joined it, or they joined it after. Um, they certainly left their mark. Uh, we've had uh, college professors involved. We've had, uh, you know, people from all walks of life. You, that had, was the you other, have that, kids too. Don't that was yeah. That was the other thing that struck me: people yeah. from all walks of life and, and know, all ages. Yes, okay. we have we have high school kids. I joined when I was fourteen on the trombone. On the trombone. I'm fifty-five now, so that's forty one years that I've been a member, um, and as I said, I'm not the oldest <laughs> one uh, by any means. But but the point is, you can, and, and that's what's great about this, these talented musicians, and, and they are talented, the fact that they can uh, practice, rehearse one night a week and then go play a concert, and it's actually, we rehearse on Monday and we play on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, it's basically sight reading the music. We see it once, and then we're playing a concert I mean that's that's amazing it it's a testament to the the ability of these these players that we've been fortunate enough to get over the years uh and actually at one time or other if you look at the the directors and so on uh, and some of the members of the band—it's—it's it's the cream of the crop of you know Mankato uh, you know musical talent.
0: Did the band ever have a break? You know, with, if there were certain incidents or things going on, or did they play through thick and thin?
1: They played through thick and thin. They even played through floods uh, because we had we had flooding in the 1950s and 1960s. And I, when I was doing my research, um, they simply you know the the band shell, the old band shell. And I'm not talking about the. The new one. The new one there. that's there, or even what was called the showmobile from the 1960s. Some people remember this thing that looked like a mobile home uh, with one side. Uh, actually, North Mankato still uses it because Mankato sold it to them. Oh, um,
0: I, okay. I think I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah.
1: It, 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 it's got a portable stage. You know, mm-hmm. it, it moves around like a like a trailer. Yeah. Okay. Well, that came in the 60s, but before that, there was actually a permanent bandshell structure. Uh, that was damaged heavily and then ultimately in, removed. In Sibley Park? In Sibley Park, uh, which is where the tradition of doing the concerts in Sibley uh, actually originated, I believe. Uh, but at any rate, during that, that flood period, they just moved it over to North Mankato and played in the, the band shell that's oh. in Wheeler Park. Okay. So there were, there were times when the Mankato Area Community Band, or actually at that time the Mankato Municipal Band, uh, played its concerts, out of town, technically, across mm-hmm. the river. But, hey, it works. So are
0: all the band members or most of the band members from Mankato, or are they from different places? They're actually
1: from different places, oh. and that's why we made sure we put the word area Community. into, our, into mm-hmm. our name because we wanted people to realize that, no, they aren't, and it's not required to necessarily be from Mankato. I mean, it's great if you are, but we have people from North Mankato. We have St. Clair. St. Peter, you know, all the all the near town. We've actually have a member that drives all the way from Fairmont. Okay. Uh Fairmont and our uh, our former director, and I hope he comes back to us. I say former because he's not with us this year, but sure. Ryan Julianian drove all the way from Marshall. Oh my. Uh That's and he driver. did this for a number of years, uh, fourteen years, I believe. Uh it was it was a long time where he'd drive from Marshall. Uh, attend the rehearsal, and then sometimes he drove back that same night because he had to work, uh, and then drove back the next day. I mean that—that's commitment. Or he might get a, a hotel room in Mankato for the night, and then stay over, and then drive back. You know, the end of the concert Tuesday. But my point is, that's dedication.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, and that, to be involved that many years that you've got somebody over 70 years just blows my mind that, you know, that's obviously a good organization that they're strong to keep and it going. It's,
1: it's that, yeah, it's that dedication that's, that's made us, you know, people ask, well, how did you last for 100 years? That's how.
0: How does one get involved? Let's say you're maybe new to the community or maybe you've been here a while and you say, well, I, I didn't know community people who could be the, in that. Do You have to rehearse? Do I I mean audition at all? No, or?
1: there's no audition. You just come to rehearsal. Oh. Uh we we will we'll happily happily take you. Even fine. if you're not very good? <laughs> yeah, they 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 took me as a for, <laughs> as a 14-year-old. I'll come back to that. They took me as a 14-year-old kid, you know, wet behind the ears. <laughs> sure. What did I know? I was playing trombone for 2 years, right. you know. I started in 6th grade and by now I was about <laughs> in 8th grade. Uh but that's the thing. These these people uh, these professional-type musicians, they're, they're very helpful. You know, these, these, welcoming. These in, it these sounds these like they're welcoming. welcoming these, growth, these, instruct, <laughs> these instructors, yeah, they'll, they'll help you. And I believe I'm a much – well, I know I'm a much better player than I was when I was 14. I don't know that I'm ever going to be the best <laughs> trombonist out there. I'm certainly not. But – The point is, I've grown in my musical ability because of it, and Uh, and 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 it's just a lot of fun. So anybody that wants to join can can join.
0: join. Is the band funded, or is it all volunteer, or how do you you know have a club that you have raised funds or something? That's a
1: great question. It used to be a line item on the city budget. Oh, okay. Because it was the Mankato Area Municipal Band. It was a city-sponsored band. In fact, we were the ambassadors to Mankato before the Lancers uh, got that official title. In fact, the founder of the Lancers, Mr. Edwin Stock, who will actually be our guest conductor uh, tomorrow night, he's going to uh, get the special honor of directing Stars and Stripes for the finale because that's like his signature piece. By the way, he worked very hard to uh, petition Congress, or he was one of those that uh, petitioned Congress, um, to adopt that as the uh, nation's national march. Really? Uh, which it it was oh. eventually. Uh, today, the Stars and Stripes Forever is is mm-hmm. the... America's National March, Uh, but there was a petition going around that that Mr. Stock was instrumental in in circulating. Mm. But at any rate, uh, he was uh, the founder of Lancers, and so they kind of borrowed that ambassador title from the municipal band and transferred it to the Lancers, but really we were the original ambassadors to the city of Mankato. So for many, many years, until 2006, Uh, This was a line item on the city budget, but then, of course, the the LGA crisis where the uh, state cut everybody's LGA funding to cities, all the city could afford, you know, and it's not the city's fault, but all they could afford was uh, the basic services like uh, water and sewer. That was about it. Everything else, all the other all gone. programs were gone. They're starting to come back. They're starting to rebuild. You know, and the state likes to brag about how oh, it's got a nine point whatever billion. Six yeah, if you put seven. if you put that money back, you you wouldn't all the stuff <laughs> okay. that you took away. Okay, I'm getting political. All right,
0: but. yeah, let's go. So, how are you funded then, or are you? I mean, does the director get paid? Do the do yes. players get paid? Yes. Oh, you do get paid uh, as, get as a player.
1: We, we, we get a small. We like get a, a stipend or something. We get a small stipend. It's more of an honorarium. Sure. And it um, it covers things like mileage um, and a valve oil. You know, if if you're a brass right. instrument or reeds, if you're a woodwind or instrument, or cork grease or something. It's very it's very very small amount. Uh, I mean, it's appreciated, but it's not. You know, I don't want somebody to get the impression, oh, you're going to get, you're going to be rich, right? Playing, in, playing the, in the so community So where does band. that come from now then? we get our we get our funding actually from two sources we get it from grant funding some mm-hmm. of it comes through prairie lakes which were very uh and of course the legacy grant which i need to mention uh, the legacy amendment uh, and and all of that um that was that was probably what saved the band was was actually passage of that wow uh so we we get funding that way uh we get it th- as I said, through Prairie Lakes. But we also get some city funding, but it's through grants. We have to oh, apply sure. for the, the city of Mankato's grants. through their grants program. Yeah. And then also we get uh, some funding from private businesses. And certainly, you know, I sound like um, PBS now, but we, we certainly <laughs> uh, appreciate. Welcome your contributions. Yeah, we thank, we thank uh, the individual donators for their uh, financial contributions because that's by far the biggest Biggest chunk of it. All right,
0: it. we're almost out of time, so I want to remind people, we've got talking to Bryce Stenzel, who is the uh, author of a book that's called, and the band played on about the 100 years that it, in existence of the Mankato Community Band. And he's got a, you've got a segment you'd like to read, or is it a... a Uh,
1: Yes, this actually is the back cover of the book. So anybody who buys the book will actually have this uh, for their very own. But I'm just going to set the stage for Mm -hmm. tomorrow night because that's what I was doing when I wrote this. Uh, I had a vision. Uh, It is a hot summer evening in late June or early July. There is a faint trace of humidity in the air, but a cool breeze begins to blow ever so slightly, which tempers it so as not to be overly oppressive. Although it rained earlier in the afternoon, the sky has cleared and the evening sunshine streams down. The leaves on the stately old oak trees of a city park provide shade and cast their shadows on the ground. Those shadows begin to lengthen as the sun begins to set below the river bluffs. The sweet scent of freshly mown grass is all about, and the circadias in the trees above have just silenced their chatter. A crowd has gathered around a seated group of musicians with wind instruments in their hands. A conductor steps up on a raised platform in front of the musicians and motions for them and the audience to stop their conversations. A hush falls over the crowd and the conductor raises his baton. For a split second or two, there is almost complete silence, broken only by the sounds of an American flag flapping in the gentle breeze along with trickling water cascading down from a nearby fountain into a catch basin below. Then the band strikes up a familiar chord and begins to play a patriotic air perhaps the national anthem, or a stirring march, the crowd members begin to respond in kind by singing along, clapping their hands together, or tapping their toes in time with the music. And the band played on.
0: The title of the book from Bryce Denzel that will be available for pre-order tomorrow at the concert. And the time again is...
1: 7.30 at Historic Lincoln Park in Mankato. Oh, and in in case of inclement weather, which isn't going to happen... Uh, It's going to be moved to Mankato West High School Auditorium.
0: And tomorrow, if that happens, let me know and we'll announce it on the Yes, please. please. So
1: listen to KMSU for further updates. But if the sky looks good like it does today, and they're telling me it's not going to rain tomorrow, then everything's on 730 at Lincoln Park.
0: And it's free and open to the public. Anybody can come. Yes,
1: yes, absolutely. Come and... uh, Bring your lawn chairs. Yes, bring your lawn chairs, your blanket. A, a blanket, and you might even want to bring some bug spray.
0: That's good good advice. Well, Bryce, it's so so great to have you on, and thanks for doing all this history that you are keeping alive in the Mankato area, and have fun playing the trombone tomorrow.
1: It's an honor and a privilege. Thank you.
0: All right, and I'm going to play, on your way out, the Wang Wang Blues. It's not by your band, but it is by Benny Goodman, and this is one of the songs you'll we'll hear, one of the first ones that is associated with the Mankato Community Band you Go that the Wang Wang Doodle and that is performed there by Benny Goodman's band and I just got a, a call from Ms. Lona who is also a historian like Bryce Stenzel who said Henry Bussey wrote that tune and I looked it up and sure enough Henry Bussey who is Mankato, Mankato Connections, links to this university, he actually wrote that tune.